Stay hungry, stay foolish. So now on the Innovation Show, it gives me great pleasure to welcome John Perkins, CEO of Smartbox. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. It'd be great before we start to understand your background. You said something when we were having a chat before we came on air about not being able to connect the dots looking forward. And it's very relevant to you because of your career in Apple. It'd be great to hear your history of your working career and how you connected the dots. It is probably connecting the dots backwards. I guess I've been quite lucky in my career working for a number of very successful, innovative companies. After my early years, I had a, a great experience working for uh, the leader at that time in the computer industry, Dell Computer. It was definitely the leader of innovation, uh, the whole built-to-order model for the computer industry, uh, revolutionized that industry, also brought uh, internet into that industry with companies actually purchasing their computers on internet and it was the first time that that had happened where they had what we call the premium pages and uh, companies bought computers on personalized websites. With that uh, idea in mind I launched a uh, online corporate travel agency called Agencia. We built a platform where medium-sized companies could manage all their travel budget and their travel bookings uh, with personalized websites. And, and that was a great success. And finally, uh, we sold that company to Expedia. And now Agencia is uh, the fourth or fifth largest corporate travel agency in the world. And then I think the big thing that marked my career was eight years at Apple Computer, where I was running Northern and Southern uh, Europe for Apple. It was not the glory days of Apple. We were still reorganizing in no growth. And in 2004, the business took off with, obviously, the iPod, the new computers, the OS X operating system, and the rest has been history, and Apple has just gone from success on success. In 2010, I left to work for Play.com, again, a leading internet company in the UK, uh, very innovative in its business model, and that company was purchased by Rakuten. And then... I got a call from a recruitment company saying, John, I've got your dream job, uh, CEO of a Smartbox. I'd personally not heard of Smartbox at the time. Then when I investigated the company, it was definitely a dream come true. It was a innovative company in the fact that it was a company that really built up the experience gift business. And it was in 10 countries across Europe. It had a, a budding digital platform. And there was just a huge opportunity to expand that business. So four years ago, uh, just over four years ago now, I joined Smartbox Group as uh, the CEO. It'd be great, John, if you tell us a little bit about what Smartbox was when it was founded, because it's a very, very different business now, and it's going to very, very different places in the future. Yeah, the concept... When it was founded in 2003 was a crazy concept where you could buy a voucher in a retail outlet. That voucher was accompanied by a booklet of a number of partners where you could use that voucher to have an experience. For example, you could buy a weekend getaway for two for one night in a bed and breakfast for 69 euros. You had a voucher and you could use it at 50 hotels. 
That was launched in France in 2003, and it took off very quickly. Over, I think, a period of five years, the business became a 100 million euro business in France. The same was a dinner for two, a spa for two, a spa for one, go drive a, a racing car, jump out of a plane, all the kinds of experiences from uh, actions to spas to restaurants to hotels. And then Smartbox expanded across Europe into that business. The big thing that changed over the time was the introduction of internet and technology, whereas at the beginning people used the voucher and the guidebook to find the partner and call, use the telephone to call up a partner in reserve. Whereas nowadays people have a voucher, have a booklet in the box that they buy in retail that actually explains more the concept and gives some examples of some partners. But there's too many partners now that a voucher is available for to cover that in a book. So for example, we'll have a hotel stay with in France for 700 partners. So people connect a registered voucher online and they see the full selection of partners online. For hotels now, they can book the directly online for the hotels. They can actually exchange vouchers now. So if somebody offers you a, a restaurant voucher and you prefer a spa, with a couple clicks, uh, you can switch your voucher for a spa and then book your spa. So technology has just made what I call the customer experience so much richer. And that's going to continue going forward in the next few years as we develop more and more functionality on our website for voucher holders. And you can see your experience, and we talked about this, the connecting the lots. The work you did in Play.com, for example, much friendlier version of Amazon. And I know it could never compete with Amazon, but I was a user of that site, and I'm sure a lot of people in Europe were. But it was a much more friendly, it had a personality, as you say. And you can see that this is what you're bringing to Smartbox as well. Yeah, I think what I learned at Play.com, looking at Amazon, is that many online players are a middleman between suppliers and consumers. And what we see at Smartbox was saying, and the success of companies and the success of Amazon has been actually building out that platform to make the lives of suppliers easier and help suppliers market their products and services to the consumers. If you can do that on a very customer-friendly platform, and I think that was the, the positive aspect of Play.com, then it's a double win. And that's where we are going now, is saying, looking at that experience, saying, if we define Smartbox as not a gift experience company, but we define Smartbox as a platform of marketing services to help those experience providers market their services to consumers, that opens a huge opportunity for us to be able to build out different functionality to actually deliver and enrich the consumer experience in terms of products and services that we can provide them. And it leaves you with a huge amount of data as well. I mean, you can tell what's working, what's not, give that feedback to companies. Because so many companies, despite knowing the need for data, the know, knowing the need for where the flow of products is going, don't have those facilities, yet you're building this with Smartbox. That's been the big realization. When I joined the company four years ago, we had an IT team of about 60 people. IT was a means for the end. The chief information officer 
reported into the operations director at the time I joined the company. Whereas what we see now is IT and the digital platform, right, is at the center of everything we do. So we've actually increased, now we're about 120 people in IT. We add uh, to that another 50 people in our digital teams. So we're over 170 people, right? Uh, we're building out a state-of-the-art platform. And to your point, the center of that whole platform is our database and our business intelligence system. To be able to, one, better manage our business, better understand our business, better understand our partners, better understand our consumers, people that buy our products and actually our beneficiaries, the people that uh, use our products. And the second thing we're doing is building out a huge data warehouse so that we can know a lot more about what our beneficiaries are looking for and how we can actually help put our partners in contact with our consumers, right? And that can only be done through a database, right? So data is going to become more and more centric as the organization goes forward over the next few years. Most retailers have a warehouse where they keep their products. You have a warehouse where you'll keep your data for the clients to enable their companies more and more. On a yearly basis, we sell 500 million euros worth of vouchers. That's about 7 million vouchers on a yearly basis. All those people will come to our website to use their voucher. And we can actually now understand what those people are looking for, right? what partners they're looking for, what geographic areas they're looking for. And that allows us to actually understand, do we have the right partners? Do we have the right geographic coverage? We're continually contracting new partners. So this data helps us improve our offering. And it also helps us communicate to our partners now, which are our experience providers. We have over 40,000 experience providers across Europe. In the next two years' time, I think we'll have 16,000 experience providers saying, hey guys, this is what people are looking for. This is when they're looking for it. So uh, how can you help them out? So it's going to become a very, very data-driven business in the next two years. Yeah, I love, I love what you said there about the when, because you think of something like a restaurant or a hotel, seasonality and that unexpectedness, I suppose, of they're guessing a lot of the time. And yeah, they'll have their own data, but a lot of it won't be as, as granular as yours will be. But you can almost enable that or push that or, or influence when people will redeem their ventures. It's a very good point. We're moving from a what I called before... We were in a very reactionary voucher usage mode where a voucher holder would contact a partner and ask for a specific date. Given now that we have data, given now that we have technology, now we can actually start pushing people proactively to use their vouchers at specific times during the week and during the year. This is what we call yield management services. So now, Unlike any other marketing service for experience providers, right, we have a pool of 8 million voucher holders, 10 million vouchers are active on one point of time because our vouchers are valid for two years. And we can help push those clients to our partners when our partners would prefer to have them. Zooming up in the helicopter and looking then on the landscape, on the world at the moment, is there's a huge shift towards people wanting experiences and less stuff in their lives. I've looked at some market data, and if you look at the adult gifting market in Europe, the adult gifting market is estimated at something like 50 billion. 
And the experience gifting market, which is mainly for adults, right, is about one billion. So only 2% of adult gifts today are an experience. And what we do know is that when we do surveys, and we see lots of market surveys out there, right, the number one present people ask for is cash. It's not a physical gift. But in the top four is always an experience. Why? Everybody is going to benefit from an experience. Everybody likes going to a restaurant. Everybody likes going to a hotel. Uh, and if you get an experience gift, lots of people like going for a spa. But if someone gives you a spa, you can change it for a restaurant. It's almost like quasi-cash, right? Uh, but is it a, it's an experience, right? So it's guaranteed that it's going to please. So what I'm amazed at is when you look at the consumer surveys that say people say, give me cash or give me an experience, I'm still amazed that the experience is only 2% of the uh, adult gifting market in, in Europe. And I think the reason is, right, is that the experience of the voucher holder has been less than perfect until now, because it has been, here's a voucher, here's a booklet, here's a limited number of partners in the booklet. With the technology, now we expand this hugely. So now you have a voucher, you have a choice of thousands of partners, right? You can exchange it very quickly for another experience. We're going to one-to-one -one marketing between the experience providers and the voucher holders, right? We're going to better and better online booking systems for hotels. We'll probably have going forward down the road booking systems for other experiences such as spas, uh, restaurants, and activities. So as this voucher usage becomes a lot more uh, fluid, a lot more experiential almost, where you actually enjoy surfing around and finding the right experience. I think we'll, we should see an evolution of the experience market taking a larger and larger, let's say, share of the adult gifting sector. At a very human level, when you look back on your life and you've kids and for people with kids and, and even without kids, you look back on experience, you look back on, that was my favorite toy or that was my favorite thing that I owned. It's these experiences that you're empowering. What I say to people is, I look at Facebook, look at Instagram, look at Snap, and see what people are communicating about. And you're totally right. What we're always communicating about is our latest experience. Very rarely is it our latest physical object, because that's what's most important, is the experience. It's the memories. What we're doing is we're selling memory. We're selling instant experience where you can enjoy, and we're selling a memory in the future. I think about the, the vouchers I've received in my life, and sometimes it's like for something you don't want. And you're enabling this where you can actually exchange that, but not only exchange it, say I get it for a hotel, I can, I can upgrade it, and I can get the experience I want, and add that little bit extra to make it that little bit special, more special. Yeah, and that's, a, that's a, where it comes back to, right, is that... Uh, it's a more personalized gift than cash, but it's almost quasi-cash because you're always going to have a desire to either get away for a weekend, go for a restaurant, go for a spa, jump out of a plane. Either someone has been able to choose the perfect experience for you. Worst case scenario, it's not the perfect experience and you can exchange it or upgrade it for something else. Just like when you have an in-store voucher you know, of 100 euros, but the nice jumper you want is 150 euros, right? Well, then you put in the extra 50 euros to get exactly what you want.
Yeah, and, and I was thinking actually from a gifter, so the person giving the gift of the voucher, you'll always be grateful for them for that experience that they're providing. And yeah, they don't have to know you upgraded or whatever, but you will be more grateful than getting a pair of socks from your Aunt Bessie. And I think that's what's, what's exciting. I think I can see an acceleration for Smartbox going forward as we make the voucher usage more and more fluid. What's beautiful about the social media today is that communication is a lot more fluid. So when the person that offered you experience, uh, when you have your experience, right, you're going to Instagram, Snap, Facebook, that experience, text back to that person because you're going to be obliged to, right, because that person is waiting for that feedback. And then that feedback, right, is positive reinforcement that, oh, yeah, he liked my present. I should offer more and more experience to somebody else. And you're going to have that realization that this was the best present anyone gave you. So you're going to offer the, the experience to somebody else. That's why at Smartbox, we're investing so much in what we call the beneficiary experience is basically taking care of the voucher holder to make sure that they have a fluid experience in finding the right experience, that they can find the right experience. And we work very closely with our partners to make sure that they deliver a great experience explain to our partners that this is their opportunity to create a loyal customer. Because very one of, one of the important things in our business model is that we bring experienced providers a new customer. But we'll only bring them to that new customer once. Very rarely will Smartbox ever send a customer back to the same place with another voucher. Why? Because it's a gifting business. Right? I've given you a gift, you're going to choose where to go with that gift, the chance that you get the exact same voucher next year from somebody else and that you try the same restaurant is very rare. The also thing is it's not a discount bar, right? And this is very different than a lot of the discounted websites out there, such as a Groupon, where they're bringing basically a bargain hunter to a restaurant or to a hotel or to a spa. And that bargain hunter is only going to come back if he's got another bargain, right? What we do is we bring uh, somebody that's received a gift to that place. That place, he knows what the full price of the service is. And it's up to that experienced provider to convert that consumer into a loyal customer. The other opportunity is great, is given that that consumer has come in right, with a free voucher, they spend more money to upgrade their experience, right, even on site. A restaurant would be a meal for two, right? They'll use a voucher, but they'll spend at least 50% of the voucher price on drinks, which is an opportunity for an experienced provider to make additional profit. Yeah, and, and that's where most of the profit is, isn't it? With the drinks and the coffee. It's the drinks, it's all the upsell. But the profit, the real profit, is that consumer coming back another time. And that consumer telling 10 friends that he had a great experience at that restaurant. When I was at Bain & Company years ago, Bain wrote a great book called The Loyalty Effect. Keeping a customer is a lot cheaper and a lot more profitable than always trying to find a new customer. And the successful experience providers out there right, are the ones that deliver a great service and have customers coming back on a, on a regular basis. I love the story in Ireland. I live in Rathgar, and I go to a, a little Indian restaurant around the corner with my wife almost once a week. Right. We're a loyal customer. We tried it once, and now we eat there at least 35 times a year. That's the loyalty effect. With Smartbox, when a restaurant, for example, has a, an opportunity to have a new customer in there, 
they could convert them to a John Perkins that's going to come back 30 times a year. And then guess what? I tell all my friends, right? You know, Mayhek in Rathgar, really good Indian food, right? lovely restaurant, great service. You should go there, right? So a bunch of other people are probably going there now because I've told them. So when you look at the volume of revenue because of that one initial visit where I liked it, experienced providers that have understood that should work harder and harder to make sure that they can, they're trying to convert every customer into a loyal customer. I love that because you're doing the hard work of getting them over the door, but that's when the work begins for the restaurant. And there's a great Ben Franklin quote, the taste of the roast is determined by the handshake of the host. Yeah. And you know, th that is so true. It doesn't matter if it's a retail store, if it's anything, if it's a bookstore, the welcome you get, the smile, the service is so much more important. And we've Joe Pine coming on the show in a couple of weeks talking about this, the experience economy, where you are in the experience economy. And you're seeing this in your numbers. I mean, what, what countries is Smartbox in? How many employees, etc.? We're in 10 countries. We're 1,000 employees. We're in every European country except for Germany and Austria. Let's say Western European countries, sorry, uh, to be more precise. Germany, Austria, and Greece. HQ is in Ireland. We have 600 people now uh, based in Ireland doing all those countries. And we're very excited because we're launching our Irish business in September of this year. So right now we're uh, recruiting our experienced providers, we're preparing our products, and quite excited about launching in Ireland come September, October this year. Brilliant. And with that influx of people, it'd be great, John, we had a quick word about this beforehand, culture, because I know, for example, you don't take a hierarchical approach, you don't have a, the big corner office, etc. What I love about Smartbike, it's a very young, dynamic uh, culture. We've become a tech company in Ireland. Between digital and IT, we have 170 people. Then we have a lot of people in finance, uh, and a lot of in partner management, customer care. And Ireland is, is a competitive market to attract people. So we try and create an environment which is, one, non-hierarchical. It's a very flat organization. Two, everybody can speak up, everybody can contribute. We have uh, induction meetings on a monthly basis for all the new hires. What I say to all the new hires, and I say to all the employees on a regular basis is, thank you for choosing to work for Smartbox. Smartbox could do nothing without its people. And it's the people that drive the business and drive the success. So, well, at myself and my, my leadership team, we can think of the best strategies, give the vision of the company. Those are based on ground roots and feedback uh, from our teams that help us build these strategies. It can't be just we're sitting in a corner and, oh, I've got the, the new greatest idea all the time, right? It's got to come from, from the ground. But then uh, once those are defined, right, it's the teams that need to execute. And it's the quality of execution that is success of the company. Smartbox is the Amazon of the experience gift industry. We are 500 million, we're in 10 countries in Europe. The next guy is in five, six countries and is about 200 million. The next guy is in one country at 100 million. We are destined for success if we don't screw it up ourselves. That means we have to execute properly. And to execute properly, we are reliant on the teams, the teams being motivated. I kind of like the, uh, the attitude growing up is work hard, play hard. We want to keep people. We don't want people working around the clock. We want a fun environment. We've invested a huge amount in new offices here. So it's a pleasurable place to work, uh, to hang out and contribute. 
But one of the things that are unique about Smartbox in Ireland, this is the HQ of the company. All the decisions are made here. And all the people within the organization can impact the decisions that the company and the CEO makes for the future of the company, which is very, very different than the Googles, the Facebooks, uh, the Dropboxes, the Airbnbs, which have European subsidiaries or operate an operation business in Ireland, but it's not the HQ. So this is the center of the universe for Smartbox. From an employee standpoint, that's what we try and push all the time is saying, guys, every contribution and every feedback from a customer service rep is important to understand how we can better treat our consumers. And that's why we regrouped everything here where our customer service is right beside our partner management, is right beside our digital team, is right beside our finance team. So we can understand and we do root cause analysis all the time, understanding why are people contacting us, what do people want from us, and so that we can roll that throughout the whole organization. I think that creates a bit of a unique culture also. Brilliant, John. Well, it looks like you're on the wave of success. You're on the experience economy. All the right pieces of the jigsaw are in place. John Perkins, CEO of Smartbox, thanks for joining us. And thanks a lot.